Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. Welcome back, folks. I'm Larry Kudlow. This is The Larry Kudlow Show. By the way, you can live stream us on the Internet. LarryKudlowShow.com. LarryKudlowShow.com. It'll run all across the country, around the world, throughout the solar system and the Milky Way. And please don't forget to join us, Fox Business Network, 4 to 5 p.m. every day, Monday through Friday. The name of the show is Kudlow. And if you can't get there at 4 for some reason, just send a text message to your favorite nine-year-old. We'll show you how to DVR the show. You won't miss a single thing. Anyway, we're going to bring in Dr. Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation in Washington, D.C., former CEO of the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Kevin, welcome. Glad to you're giving us some time on a weekend. Well, Larry, it's a, a pleasure to be with you. Thanks for everything you're doing. Obviously, there's a lot going on here in the imperial city of D.C., <laughs> and Heritage, like you, is is aiming to prepare some of that. So thanks for having me. So let's talk about um, the Republican Congress, and let's talk about – let me start with the budget. Um let me t- we're going to have regular budget order for the first time in a while, and they're going to cut spending. In fact, they want to go back to the 2022 uh, baseline, last year's baseline. They want to knock out $230 billion right off the top. We're going to have an open process. We're going to have 12 appropriation bills. Uh, no more big 4,000-page omnibus bills. But the trick is lower, not higher spending, and lower, not higher inflation, and lower, not higher taxes. What do you make of it? What handicapped the chances? How do you see this story? Well, I'll handicap them and say, and I know you agree with this because you and I have have collaborated along with many others to to help get to this point, that this is the great fruit of the the hassle last week. And, And, you know, Heritage was very supportive of Scott Perry and Chip Roy, Nothing personal with our mutual friend, Speaker McCarthy, which he knows, but he's a better speaker. We've got a better chamber that can actually get us back to regular budget order. But we know, to your point about handicapping, that that's a slim majority. And so I think, and you know, I'm an optimist, Larry, there's a 60-70% chance that we'll get most of that. And And it's for this reason. That House Republican conference, in spite of all of the different factions and fragmentation, is very aware that the American people want to see fiscal restraint. That's point number one. Point number two is, while I disagree with Joe Biden on everything, I do think that he and enough people in his administration are savvy enough politically to know that this can be a political win for him. If, in fact, he's running for reelection and all signs point that way, then he's got to do so with lower inflation and with the budget not running crazy. And so I, I think the political signs point there. But I will sum up with this. The Republicans and the conservative groups outside elected office have to be willing to fight because the Democrats are going to fight this tooth and nail. And unfortunately, there might even be some Republicans who do the same. 
I mean, Biden may be a wounded warrior. It's very interesting to me. You know, this story breaks uh, about mishandling classified documents. He's in trouble on that. And I, I, I don't know whether the story goes deeper. I think it's, it is going to go deeper, but I don't know that. But right off the top, he's wounded. I mean, all the attacks he's made on Trump, you know, for doing for classified documents and then, you know, law and order and breaking down democracy and all these things. <laughs> well, Biden did a little democracy breaking himself. I mean, you can't walk out of the White House uh, with, a you know, arms full of classified documents and, and either go to your think tank in Washington or your home in Delaware. You've got to go straight to the National Archives. He kind of forgot that. So he's got a problem here. And I think that helps Kevin McCarthy and company a lot. And I think if they want to go toe to toe with Biden, uh, he may have to play ball with them in ways that he never dreamed possible and the ways that he wants that he will hate because they're going to knock out a lot of the stuff he put in in that um, crazy omnibus bill. I think you're 100 percent correct. And and, you know, what a what a surprise that. The, the, just speaking politically, not that I agree with any of the substance, the, the president had a really good few months, just politically speaking. And it was looking like very much to my surprise and yours, I'm sure that he was surprisingly reelectable. I still think a conservative is going to beat him. Having said that, the last week has changed all of that. And so if you and I happen to be on the other side politically and we're advising President Biden on what to do, We put pressure on him to go deal because he's got to find this is your point. I'm sure he's got to find some issue on which he can go out and message. And it's got to be a strong majority position. You know, from all the polling you look at and and, and we look at at Heritage, that the American people understand across the political spectrum, but especially in the center and on the right, that this spending simply is impossible to continue. And they feel that every day, most importantly, because of inflation. So I agree with you. I think that This documents issue is not only going to go deeper, it's going to be problematic for the president. I wonder out loud if it's an inside job. I don't know that, but I wonder. Mm. And I also know, most importantly, for the lane that you and I want to be focused on, which is fiscal policy, it's a big gift for Speaker McCarthy, and he's a good enough politician and tactician to take advantage of it. That's been my my thinking in the last 48 hours as this story really broke big. I think that's exactly right. Let me ask you to go on to some other policy issues. Um, I was talking to Steve Scalise on the uh, on the Cudlow show, and um, I want them to go after oil and gas. I want them to go uh, not just the Strategic Petroleum Reserve. They passed some kind of resolution or legislation on that, but we never got the permitting bill. You know, Joe Manchin was double crossed. Joe Manchin double crossed conservatives, and he got double crossed by the Biden. Schumer liberals and so forth. But the House Republicans got to go after this. It shouldn't be an afterthought. It shouldn't be a second or third thought. Because, as you know, look, refined petroleum products affect, permeate every aspect of American life. The clothes we wear, the glasses we wear, the emergency room we go to, uh, food, you name it. And, you know, here they are talking about ending gas gas, uh, stoves or gas-powered cars. I mean, the GOP's got to make a strong permitting bill for permitting, fracking, refining, uh, LNG uh, installations. You you follow? I I don't want the grass to grow. I want them to go after that right away. 
they need to do that next week. In fact, they, they ought to use this ridiculous plan to eliminate gas stoves, which you know, this amateur chef loves, by the way, <laughs> as, 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 as the leverage to push for that permitting bill. And, and I, I think the next thing is really key, Larry, and that is we, we can't just as a conservative movement say this is important. We've got to make the point that you made because the left has done a really good job of demonizing oil and gas, so much so that a majority of Americans, a slim majority of Americans, thankfully, just that, don't understand that oil and gas, fossil fuels permeate everything we do. Good things in our lives, like what you mentioned, from emergency room materials to, as my wife would remind me, makeup. So it, it, it's, it's crucial for us to draw that link to the everyday American. I, over the last couple of weeks, have been really encouraged by the willingness of some House Republicans to focus on substance not focus on personality for the sake of the everyday American. And I think along with the budget issues we were talking about, this issue of reliable, affordable energy and all of the prosperity it creates is a winner for us this year. Polyester. Polyester. <laughs> you got it. No, I mean, look, um, it's inexpensive clothing. It's very important for middle income, lower middle income, lower income people. It's just one example of where refined petroleum products affect their daily lives, stethoscopes. I mean, there's just no end to it. I had a list of 150 things we got from the Energy Department a few months ago. It's really quite remarkable, all the things that go into it. And um, you're right, this uh, gas-powered stove. How much do you cook, by the way, on the gas-powered stove? Most of us here in New York don't do any cooking. We just use DoorDash. Well, you know, I cook all the time. And so when I'm, I'm home on the weekends, my wife and four kids expect me to do that. And, and it's, it's sort of my creative release. I can't sing. I don't play an instrument, at least not well. I'm not good in art. And so it's where I just kind of get rid of stress. And my, my family and friends tell me that the fruit of that usually is very good. So every weekend I do, multiple times. <laughs> all right. Other one I want to ask you about is tax policy. Um, you know, they're talking about a pro-growth budget, which is great. And they're talking about a pro-growth balanced budget, which is great. And I've worked with Russ Vogt, my cabinet colleague in the Trump years, and others, Steve Moore and others. Um, but I haven't heard enough yet. I want the Trump tax cuts to be made permanent, Kevin Roberts. I think that they, you know, they may not get it, but they should talk about it because they were very successful. Completely. And, and I felt that you felt that everyday Americans felt it. And, and we do need to hear more about that. I can tell you that our budget folks here at Heritage, Richard Stern, Matt Dickerson, others who work with, with Russ Vogt and, and you and others need to be continuing to beat that drum. And I'm, I'm encouraged by a couple of meetings ahead on the Hill this week, Larry, with some members of the House who recognize the need to do that. And so for those of us who work on the outside, even though as I stand here in my office, I'm looking at the Capitol, it's incumbent that we be beating that drum, that these be made permanent. And, and sort of like the point I made about the messaging on oil and gas, we have to be really laser focused as a conservative movement in the media that the reason we want to make these tax cuts permanent is because they are the antidote to the fiscal nonsense of the Biden years. Mm. And if we can deliver that message, I think that not only will it be good for policy, but in 2024, it'll be good for political results, too. Is uh, Jason Smith the new Ways and Means chair? Uh, is he a spy cider? 
He is. In That's fact, him. I've gotten to know, know Jason in my first year here at Heritage. He's he's one of my favorites and was, was uh, texting with him last week. Mm. He's got some really bold plans. I think you in particular are going to be really pleased. Yeah, I mean, I think he's a good man. Uh, I mean, I basically like the new lineup. And I also agree with you that the the conservatives, the Freedom Caucus conservatives have made the um, – so-called commitment to America, they've made it a stronger, sharper document now with their reform. I think the whole story, you know, the whole story turned out pretty darn well. It did. The commitment to America was was well-intentioned, as as I've told people. It is at once everything and nothing, Mm. meaning there wasn't enough specificity from the policy point of view, but it was everything in the sense of being focused on the right priorities with the right messaging, what the Freedom Caucus guys and a few others have done is is make it everything. And so for, for us, who have the privilege of, of giving them air cover and giving them intellectual ammunition, we are real excited at Heritage about the prospect for good bills passing the House. And color me an optimist, Larry. Yeah. But I think one or two of those, because of political pressure, if we play the game right, will get across the Senate and the president is going to sign. Yeah. I actually think this is going to be a good year for America. Wow. Very good. Very good. Anyway, Kevin Roberts, president of the Heritage Foundation. We appreciate your time very much, Kevin. We will talk soon. Folks, we're going to take a quick break, and then we're going to talk about the economy and the CPI and whether we're going to go into a recession or not. We have John Carney of Breitbart and Tomas Phillipson, former chair of the Council of Economic Advisors. I'm Kudlow. Please stay with us. From Wall Street to the White House, this is The Larry Kudlow Show. 